This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's the fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> Well, good morning, Bolt guys and Bolt gals. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kyle, the coach, Duggan. How the heck you doing, buddy? Doing good. It's it's fun doing these episodes every once in a while where we switch up the crew. Yeah. It's a bond a little bit with my buddy, Wooldog, with Kevin out of the picture. <laughs> well, at least conversation. this time we're well aware that Kevin is yeah. not going to be on the He's show. Safe. There's no like stress going like, where is he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. thought that was a bit last week, it was not. I promise you, we were literally going, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But uh, this week we know uh, that Kevin is at Universal Studios right now and he is about to go into a scary situation. Let's uh, let's take a look to see. He sent us a quick little video uh, with him and wife. Uh, let's see what they're up to. All right, guys. I want to apologize. Not going to be able to join you this evening on this fine episode. You're in good hands, but I am here, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, with my beautiful wife. Hi. And we are going to go have a good time and enjoy the horror movies. And guess what? Sunday's going to be a horror movie. What happens in horror movies? Bloodbath. Pirates get murdered. So let's go kick some ass. All right. Love you guys. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bloodbath. So, yes, they're about to go into Halloween Horror Nights, and uh, hopefully they don't get too scared. But, yes, I'm expecting this Raiders week to be a horror night for the Raiders, folks. Uh, And this episode, we've got lots to talk about here. We've got a Craig experience and a bolt beat lined up, and there's been a lot of news that's been (laughs) drama. Dare I say drama? There's been some drama. There's been some, uh, uh, there's been some glimmers of hope as well. So, and let's just, no more subterfuge. Let's start off here at the top. Uh, talk about, I do have to mention, we already talked about this, but my beard is gone. So if you're watching on YouTube, (laughs) I look different. It's still me. It's I was still at flag Kyle. football. I was at flag football practice tonight. All my kids, they're like five, six, and seven year olds, are like, you don't look like Coach Kyle. I'm like, shut up and get in line. It's me. Does that sound like Coach Kyle? So it is me. We me and Adam were talking. It's like when you we're not farmers, but no. what I heard was 
you you rotate your crops to keep the soil healthy. That's what I'm doing. I just I rotated the crops. It's That's off right. season for the beard right now. It was just starting to feel a little bit over the top. So took a break. My it's kids the fall look right either. now. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, two things you can expect in the fall is pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks and Kyle the coach Duggan trimming the beard. Yep. So exactly. Um, all right, diving into Chargers news. Ryan DePaul uh tweeted out, Good morning. Well, good morning, Ryan. Uh, Justin Herbert has 23 games of 100-plus passer rating since he entered the league against players with a minimum of 30 attempts, more than any QB on earth. I like the way that that's put. Yeah. Because you could easily just say, you could say in the NFL, but just in the whole wide world, he's the In the whole ding-ding world, yes. Justin Herbert has 23 games of 100-plus passer rating. Nicest Patrick Holmes, second big fat second place with 22. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a second. good list. Patrick Mahomes second, Josh Allen third with 21. Aaron Rodgers is fourth with 20. Yeah. Justin Herbert just is the guy. It's crazy the amount of stats, the, the records that just keep flying out of that last game. It is. And, and I mean, it's just another reason, folks, that this guy is so special for all the haters out there, all the people that don't like. Justin Herbert to think that he's not special. Just one more reason to remind you that he is pretty dang special. And another reason that he is special, Justin Herbert is another record. Yeah. One more record. One more. (laughs) The fridge is covered right now with (laughs) a pluses from Justin Herbert. Here's one more. We're going to put on there. Uh, Justin Herbert is the first player ever with 300 plus passing yards versus the blitz. Not just sitting oh, like back there with 20. all day to throw. <laughs> yeah. versus 300 yards is hard to do at all. Yeah. That's way well, through for over 400, but 300 of those was against the Blitz. Yeah. That's blitz pretty on, crazy. They uh, Vikings blitzed on 40 of 47 attempts. So first player but, ever. I mean, it wasn't better when they didn't blitz. So there were seven attempts. They didn't blitz and he threw for over 100 yards on those seven attempts. Exactly. Things didn't get better. It was just a dominant performance. Against the blitz, not blitzing. They were just like, I don't know what to do. Everyone go try to tackle Justin Herbert, I guess. Well, I mean, that's one of the better, one of his better qualities is that he's almost better when he's on the move. Whenever he's being chased down, somehow he gets more accurate, which is counterintuitive. I'm sure if you asked any quarterback, but for some reason in Justin Herbert's situation, he he just throws the ball better. So, well, and uh, it's kudos to our offensive line picking up all of those line. Yeah. It was not just like there's a lot of pressures there. That's they they were not just lining up and coming straight ahead. They were those guys were having to swap blocks and our running backs picking up that extra guy or two that were coming. So that was a dominant offensive effort on Sunday. Big time. And you know, I'm gonna throw <laughs> I'm gonna squeeze one more little post-it note on the fridge. Uh it's not in the outline, but I did see this today. Uh Justin Herbert, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Justin Herbert is the only QB in the league right now that has not turned the ball over, hasn't fumbled the ball, hasn't thrown an interception. Every other quarterback in the league right now has at least thrown an interception or fumbled the ball. Justin Herbert is the only QB right now that has not. Great stat. God. Come on. Love him. (laughs) I mean, love him. Oh, I love him. Uh, And one more accolade to throw out finally herbert stepped down to just 
He's like You're covered good, in medals yeah, and holding yeah. all these trophies. <laughs> Step aside for just a second. Let somebody else share the spotlight. Uh, Keenan Allen was surprised by uh, both Nickelodeon and his daughters. If anybody saw the video, his daughters came out and drenched my man in slime because he is the Nickelodeon MVP uh, for this week. And understandably so for every record that he broke for the game that he had both catching touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, yards he was getting, receptions he had. They're like, yeah, I think he should probably be the MVP this week. So yeah, uh, congrats, Mr. Keenan Allen. I think in Reese, in the recent years, Keenan Allen's won it. Justin Herbert's Justin won, won it. it. Yeah, Austin Eckler, I believe, won it once. I can recall seeing his bald okay. head get covered in slime. So good. good image yeah it's like it does feel like a little bit like keenan's dominant day got overshadowed by the dolphins putting up 70 points a little bit you know for sure yeah so it's rightfully so i mean i've never seen anyone score 70 points in an nfl football game no um but if not for that storyline i think i think nickelodeon got it right they they picked up what we were putting down at least nickelodeon got it right i know i think fedex didn't let justin herbert be the uh FedEx Air. Air Player of the Week. It went to Tua, which is again, I Tua get it. Tua played like half a game. <laughs> I know, like he didn't even play the full game. What are you doing? Yeah, he, he won by fifty points. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's like, oh, you're a great quarterback, or it's just like, oh, the Broncos suck so bad. Yeah, how many times did the Broncos blitz? Let me tell me that stat. Tell me that. No, nobody cares. No, <laughs> <laughs> Broncos are so bad. Nobody cares. We have to. We have to beat them. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's get into the drama. Let's get into the nitty gritty, as they say. Uh, there were, there have been a few tweets floating around to, this is all today, right? I'm not imagining this. This all just kind of happened today. Yeah. Well, it started today's Thursday as we're recording on Wednesday at the first practice is when this news started to break. Okay. When they had, when the reporters finally had access to players post the game. Um, and that's when JC started to divulge some of the information. So let's start off with, uh, the first tweet that we have here. This is from Dove Kleiman. Uh, and this is from, what's the date on this bad boy? This, this was from, Wednesday. Well, so actually, th- actually, this is from today. The, the oh. tweet is, is stamped from today, today at 11, 18 AM. Okay. Uh, Dove Kleiman tweeted out uh, update on Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson, who recently had an arrest warrant issued against him, uh, says he's confused by the team benching him via Bridget Condon said, I don't know what else do they expect me to do? I told coach, uh, what else do you expect me to do? I've been doing everything. I came back from my injury pretty fast. I've been putting in extra work after practice, even in meeting rooms. The DBs, every Friday, we all meet to do extra film and being a good teammate. So I don't know what it is. I'm still kind of confused and still don't have answers to why I'm getting treated like this. Now, yeah, when when you read that, you're just like, whoa. Yikes. Whoa. Like that makes it doesn't it doesn't make me like when that one came out, it it didn't make me feel like Oh, JC Jackson, what are you doing? It was like, Coach Daly, you've not talked to the guy. Like, you paid right, this like guy some... millions and millions of dollars. You don't activate him, and you didn't have a conversation as to 
why he's not on the active roster. That to me is right. like that's pretty shocking. What 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 are we doing here? Right now, to be fair, this is all from J.C. Jackson. Right. I don't think Brandon Staley's commented on it at all. So, no. um, so that's the first thing that comes out, and you go, okay. So either there's some miscommunication between you know coach and J.C. Jackson, or yeah. Or, or he's genuinely confused. Like it, it feels like he's throwing coach kind of under the bus, which is really yeah. surprising given the situation. Well, um, coach, coach did respond to a reporter on the JC Jackson thing. Yes. Um, he, he, he simply said that he needs to be more consistent in all aspects. Correct. He's like, he needs to be more consistent. And I don't know, like you played crappy for like several games. Now. Like you're, you haven't played good in a charger uniform. Right. So if that's just what we're saying is you're not playing good enough, okay. But it it feels like it, there's there's got to be something else going on because right. it goes from we're gonna rotate all three guys because I still don't know who the guy is to all of a sudden after a, pra- a couple practices, JC, you're not even you're not three, you're not number four, you're not even active on the right. roster. You don't even anymore. have any pads on right now. No, like you're not even our backup. It's not like oh, are you the starter? It's like. Oh no, you don't even you're not even the backup or the backup's backup. You're right. you're off the team. So something else had to have happened, and he can't be that oblivious to whatever it was. I exactly. I cannot imagine that that's the situation. So and again, to be fair, JC Jackson suffered an injury last season that based yeah. a lot of people were just like, Well, he's done. That's the end of his career. Not right. gonna play football ever again. The guy rehabbed, came back. And we were all extremely excited to see him come back. And he just wasn't performing as well as he could be. Now, I give him the benefit of the doubt because, yes, he suffered a major injury to the point that nobody thought he could come back. He did. But you're not performing quite at the level that we need you to. Yeah. So it's understandable if they're going to be like, okay, well, you're going to be a healthy and active because you're you're not where you should be. But. As Daniel Popper tweeted out back on September 8th, J.C. Jackson said, I'm not putting no limit on my knee. I'm ready. So you got J.C. Jackson saying he's ready. He's not on the injury report. So it's not like... Not once all season. Not even right now. If you pull up the injury report right now, he's not on. He's full full participant. Yeah. So what what is the reason? Is it... Are you lying about your injury? Is this really affecting you more than you're letting on? Or... Are, do, are you just not getting the game plan or what, what, what is it? Is it a mental thing? Yeah. So coming out with that quote against coach was surprising, but then it came out again today, more interaction on the, on the uh, interview from Bridget Condon, uh, who said, JC Jackson says he believes his performance struggles early on have been caused or have been because he's not 100% healthy yet. That's exactly what it is. I'm not 100%, he said. I know that the doctors know that. I'm not 100%, so I'm doing my best. We're giving the team what they want. I'm doing my best, and I don't know what they expect me to do. Your best isn't enough right now, so you're We not expect active. you to play, man. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're I not on the injury be, report. I expect you to be really, really good at football because we paid yeah. you a buttload of money to be a Pro Bowl corner, Yeah, and that's what the expectation is. Like, what do you mean you don't know what they want from you? They want you to play better. Yeah. There's not there's not really been a whole lot that you've done that's been great 
since putting that bolt on your helmet. Right. So I, I, it's just all getting more and more diluted and confusing. And then you have this arrest warrant out that hasn't really been addressed or what's right. going on with that. It's just, it's just weird. It's, it's becoming a distraction at this point, 100%. almost even more so than Austin Eckler's situation in the off season. So yeah. And a couple episodes I mentioned, everyone was calling for Staley's head. I don't think it makes sense to fire a coach mid season, right? But if this thing continues to evolve in the way it does, and if we don't continue to win football games, this could be that, Oh, we've lost the locker room. These guys don't trust coach. There's crazy drama. JC's like, are you going to cut JC Jackson who you've given all this money to and have dead cap space? Mm-hmm. And then coach, if, if we don't keep winning, like, I don't know. I think this adds a whole nother wrench into the whole coach daily element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he dresses up on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, very it, interesting. It's an opportunity for him to step back up because like coach said, it's a week to week situation. If I don't think you're ready week to week, then guess what? You're going to be a healthy scratch. So in it will, it, we just have to wait and see. I mean, there's really yeah. no way to say, oh, he's definitely going to play or I don't know if he will, because now of all that's been said, I don't know if coach would necessarily want him out there or now that it's coming to light that, Hey, I'm not a hundred percent. What do you mean? You're not a hundred percent. Like, why are we putting you out there? If you're not a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, like, and what does that mean? Like, is there something that's lingering with him? Like, is there something hurting him when he's playing? Or right. has his ceiling now just gone down to like 90% is his He'll 100%. never be 100%. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, like, it, yeah. or 80 or 70. Like, that's his ceiling right. now is 70%. He can't get any higher than that. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So we just have to wait and see how it all pans out uh, against the Raiders this Sunday. Uh, NFL films put out a whole nother video talking about the chargers against the Raiders, who they think is going to win. And right now everybody thinks the chargers are not just going to win, but win pretty handedly. Like, yeah, there's some of these that are like two touchdown score wins above what the 28 to eight prediction. Yeah. There's a 30 to 20. Like it's, it's really, I mean, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm a little scared. I hate the whole world. Yeah. I don't like being the favorite. I want the underdog every time. Yeah. It seems like every time that that pendulum swings and we become the favorite, something wonky happens. I'm not putting that juju out there. No, because I think we're going to get the dub. But it does feel weird seeing everyone pick the Chargers. No, I think I think the Chargers absolutely have every opportunity to win this game against the Raiders. Um, looking around Twitter, Fernando Ramirez tweeted out, Chargers announced that they have placed wide receiver Mike Williams on IR and have signed wide receiver Semi Fajoko off the Steelers practice squad. We mentioned that on the previous episode. That was Brand spanking new Charger Chat News. We love it when that happens. Uh, and then they have also signed safety AJ Finley on the practice squad. I know they released him at some yep. point. It's so weird to me how like they have to play this like chess game of like, okay, you're released. Okay, you're back. Okay, now you're on the yeah. practice squad. Okay, you're released again. Okay, now yeah. you're back. Like yeah. that's gotta be so frustrating for the players to just be like, Do I yeah. have a home right now? Like, well, what am I doing? This Simi Fajoko pickup, that's like a break glass in case of emergency type of deal. I don't foresee him even seeing the field. He might be inactive this first game, but then we go into a buy and you don't know if 
Jalen Guyton comes off the IR. Now Simi, we signed him. He was inactive for one game. Right. Sat around and now he's back gone, cut, you know? Right. So it's like it's for those guys that are those bubbles on rosters, man. That's not that's a tough, that's a tough gig. Yeah, agreed. Um, Daniel Popper tweeted out Austin Eckler quoted saying when the when this ankle is ready, it's ready. If it's tomorrow, if it's next week, then so be it. It's not necessarily, hey, there's a buy. If I can play this game, I'm going to go out there and help the team. What do you I take guess, from that? I guess there's truth to that, but it's not going to be a hundred percent. So you're not like you're. What are you going to play out there if it's ninety percent? Even though you have a buy next week where you could get it to ninety five to hundred, I just don't believe that. I know that the fact that there's an off week next week plays plays a part and is a factor into mm-hmm. him playing. You don't want to come out and say that. Obviously, you're not going to tell the Raiders that he's not playing because he's a big time playmaker and it, it changes our offense, but. I don't see a world where he plays. I mean, I'm I would be so excited for him to play. Um, but with 12, 13 games after the bye, I think it's a take your medicine, get fully healthy, because we got 13 consecutive weeks here that we gotta go play football. Exactly. I I agree. I think I, I mean it's gonna be based off of how how his practices go, how explosive he can be. Can he run as fast as he can or is he having to kind of be ginger with it or anything like that. So um, it would be exciting to see because man, Josh Kelly had a hard time this last week. I would love to see some, you know, some more rushing yards than, yeah. (laughs) Than we threw threw the ball 50 (laughs) times, dude. It's like, that just wasn't part of the game plan whatsoever. And they had seven guys standing on the line. You're not going to, you're not going to run the ball against that. No. And I mean, it's, I know we talked about like, how you know you get a high passing game that kind of opens up the run game for them to kind of get it going but boy they just could not get it going no matter how hard they tried um and then from steven hagland our buddy over at guilty is charged uh tweeted out through three weeks the chargers defense ranks 18th in pressure percentage 15th in red zone touchdown percentage 15th in rushing yards allowed per game and 13th in takeaways per game the explosive play element is basically the only thing keeping this unit from being league average, at least statistically. So I mean, that's you, what Kevin was begging for. He was just begging for right in the middle of the pack with our offense. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't, I just don't know what the solution is to the big plays. I don't get it because everything that our defense is built around is stopping the big plays and we can't stop the big plays. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how you, change or fix that except for adjustment in personnel uh or i guess adjustment in someone's got to change because right what we're doing is not not getting it done with those big explosive plays. it's not like we're gonna start playing less explosive players every team's got one so right i don't know what the solution is but something has to be tweaked yeah yeah the weird thing so far with this season i think the one of the biggest glaring i don't want to call it an issue but just something that i'm surprised is that through three weeks, Khalil Mack has been quiet. Yeah. That's very. been really surprising to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that he's getting double teamed, much yeah. like Joey Bosa when he's on the line. But, I mean, at least Joey's breaking through. Khalil Mack is, has been very quiet. So, I'm yeah. hoping, hoping this game against the freaking Raiders, his previous team, lights a fire yeah. under this guy, and he gets yeah. two or three of those bad boys. 
Um, looking on the defensive side, we've been handing out a lot of accolades to the offensive players, but there's a defensive player who we talked about briefly last week, uh, rookie Tuli Tui Pulotu, uh, who has just really been catching the eyes of everybody Insane. on Twitter. And yeah. watching some of those replays, some of the ferociousness <laughs> that this guy yeah. plays with, just throwing people like they're rag dolls. And these are full grown men. He's a 21 year old everything. kid. 21 year old yeah. kid that's just like, <laughs> just nope. get out of my Later. way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Uh, there is a stat here that players with 10 tackles, five QB hits, and multiple tackles for loss in their first three career games since QB hits began being even tracked back in 2008. You've got Joey Bosa. Hey, he's on our he's team. He's on our team. Yeah. Miles Garrett in 2017. Not on Mike, our team. Not on our team. Uh, Mike Parsons in 2021. Not on our team. Not on our team. Uh, and then Tuli, Tui Pelotu. He's on our team. Interesting. That is how good this rookie has yeah. been in the games that he's played so far. He's only played in three games. He's already gotten in the first tackles. game. He first game. He barely had any real playing time. Yeah. At all. It's been these last two games that all of his production has come from. Yeah. Ever since Joey had to go to a snap count. Yep. It's been his opportunity to go out there and make some plays and boy, he's really seized it. And that has been yeah. so fun to watch. Um, and to add on top of that to Tui Tui Pelotu, Leads all rookie edge rushers in pressures, sacks, and run stops through the first three weeks. So all the other Come edge on. rushers drafted before him have not put up the same numbers as yeah. this second round pick. Yeah, what a stud! It's absolute monster! I'm so excited <laughs> to continue to watch him play, dude. Uh, I don't know, be like so fun to watch, man. We hadn't taken a pass rusher. Everyone was like, pass rusher in the first round, pass rusher in the first round. That was like the whole offseason is we need that next guy to be the guy. Um, I guess they didn't know Tuli was going to be the guy in the second round. Yeah, he was sitting around twiddling his thumbs going, I wonder who's going to pick me. Yeah. And that's the Chargers, my friend. So he uh, has more production than number seven overall pick Tyree Wilson that the, the Raiders tried to pick up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at that. Little <laughs> Tuli's. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, let's look over at the injury report. It's a bit longer than I think we all wanted it to be. There yeah. are some surprising names that we saw on here, but I think understandable that there are surprises. Uh, Joey Bosa still dealing with uh, hamstring slash toe injury. <laughs> Toss the uh, toe in there. Yes, I got to throw the turf toe, I'm assuming. Uh, he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday, but I assume he'll rest up and be okay. Uh, Austin Eckler got limited practices in Wednesday and Thursday. So he's out there. He's running drills. So we'll find out if that means that he plays on Sunday. Time will tell. Uh, Gerald Everett dealing with an illness. Undisclosed illness has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and he's not the only one dealing with that. Uh, Senator Corey Lindsley also dealing with an illness has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday. So. Hopefully these guys just had a bad burger in Minnesota and they'll get over it and come back on Sunday ready to go. Yeah. Um, Alohi Gilman dealing with a heel injury. Dude, he smacked his head in that game. How is he? I not? know. I would have thought concussion. And not protocol, on his not. heel either. <laughs> no. 
So I don't know. I don't know what the heel injury is. He played very specific. That, game. that yeah, is very weird. specific. Not just foot. The heel. Uh, and he has not so much heel. so that he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. I'm hoping that that's yeah. just veteran rest, especially with with <laughs> Derwin James. The way he looked on the sideline at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. If you're down Derwin and Alohi, that could get scary quick. That could be very scary. Uh, because yes, Derwin James is also one that has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, another name we haven't heard about since week one, uh, Eric Kendricks dealing with his hamstring injury has been spotted on the field with limited practice. Great to see. Uh, I'm going to say Deanie Leonard because <laughs> that's what they called him on the uh, mic'd up. Deanie Leonard uh, was not on the report on Wednesday, but then Got uh, hurt at practice. Got hurt at practice with a hamstring, but still got a limited practice in. So I don't know if that means like he was practicing Thursday and then got hurt. And they're like, well, we'll chalk it up as a limited because yeah. he got he was practicing before he got hurt, right? Um, and then Kenneth Murray uh, had a groin injury. Uh, did not practice Wednesday, but got limited in on Thursday. That, that doesn't seem like it's going to be something serious. I mean, I hope last not. the last play of the game, he was he was in. He laid out made a pick, got up loving everybody, you know? Yeah. So it must have been something that just flared up after the adrenaline went down, and hopefully it's not something that's very severe at all. It keeps him out of the game. Yeah, and same thing goes for Rashawn Slater, who is dealing with an ankle injury, uh, but getting limited practices in Wednesday and Thursday. So hopefully that's nothing to be too concerned about. Tape it up. Tape it up. Call it good. Uh, The Raiders, looking over at them, the big question mark with this team right now is their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who uh, suffered a concussion and was put into concussion protocol. Uh, initially did not practice Wednesday, but has gotten a limited practice in on Thursday. So question marks for whether or not he will be yeah. playing. That's part um, of concussion protocol is you got to get out there, run around, see if the symptoms flare back up. Right. So I just, it doesn't, feel like we're going to know at all who the quarterback is for no. the Raiders until that day, game day. And the only other options are Brian Hoyer or rookie Aiden O'Connell. So it's going to change. That changes the game plan, I would feel like, pretty significantly if you don't have mm-hmm. Garoppolo out there. So uh, I guess it's have two game plans and figure out who's playing quarterback. Have two folders, plan A and plan B. <laughs> yep. Just know which one you need to bring out. Uh, the other big name, uh, Max Crosby, showed up on the list with a knee injury. Uh, limited practice Wednesday, but did not practice Thursday. Headed in the wrong so, direction. Yeah, that's the you're going the wrong way, Max. <laughs> I mean, right way for us, wrong way for you. If you want to get better, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll be something to keep an eye on as well. Especially with them already being down, Chandler Jones, all the stuff that's kind of been going on. Mm-hmm that we've seen on social media with stuff that he's dealing with. He's not, he's not going to be playing at all. So man, they're, they are hurting out there at that pass rush position, which Max Crosby to me is the one Raider that I actually like. I hope he doesn't ruin this game for us. You know, like him on defense, Devontae Adams on offense. Those are the two guys that it's like, they could take over the game. Um, If he's not able to play, that's huge. That would be very big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they've also got cornerback, uh, Chikorian Bennett, who got a limited practice in linebacker Curtis Bolton has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday, uh, defensive end Malcolm Koontz, uh, 
wasn't on the report Wednesday and then showed up with a groin injury and limited practice Thursday. Uh, safety Roderick Teamer, former Charger, uh, got a limited practice in Wednesday but did not practice Thursday, uh, dealing with an Achilles injury and defensive tackle Byron Young, uh, dealing with an ankle injury, wasn't on the pra- on the report Wednesday but showed up on Thursday. So. Yeah, it, they, their big names are Jimmy Grapple and Max Crosby. Yeah. We got to see what happens with those guys because we have quite a few big names on our injury report. Um, I'm hoping that most of them are just little dings getting them ready to go. But I am glad this is not a game on a short week that was being played tonight because that oh, would have yeah. been an ugly, an ugly affair. That would have been. Absolutely. Yeah, looking at these Ra- this Raiders team, I mean, honestly, their only win so far this season was a one point win against a Broncos team who just lost just twenty gave to up seven. seventy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, every everybody else, the Bills, they lost pretty handedly too. Lost by twenty eight points, and the Steelers uh, lost by five. So, but they their offense this season has put up seventeen, ten, and eighteen. That's yeah. their output. Yeah, they have not been able to get Josh Jacobs going in the running game, which that whole offense is dependent upon. Right. So if if our Jimmy Garoppolo can go out there post concussion and throw the rock for 400 yards, then maybe they deserve to win. But you cannot let Josh Jacobs all of a sudden find a way to get going. Yeah. Because if he can't run the ball, that offense can't, they just can't, it, it can't function the way that it's supposed to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Philbert Gil- Philip Gilbert tweeted out Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, a do not practice on Wednesday. Uh, but the Raiders do have optimism that he will clear the five-step NFL concussion protocol in time to play in week four against the Chargers. So we'll see. They're we'll optimistic. See. Of course they're optimistic. They want him <laughs> out there, but yeah, only time will tell. Uh, and what we're here to tell you folks is to visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat uh, to check out all the funny videos we put out there and all of the exclusive Patreon content we have there. And we have two new names to shout out this episode. Uh, first is cooking with, I'm assuming this is Randy. I don't know if it's Rand. I'm going to say Randy. Cooking yeah, with Randy. I, Let me safe. know. T- just tell me. I'll, I'm, it's not the first time I mispronounced somebody's <laughs> name. Uh, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this one. Uh, Enrique uh, Car- Caranco. Caranco. Enrique yeah, Carranco, Caroliar, <laughs> our two newest patrons. Thank you guys for joining Thank the Patreon. Guys. Really appreciate it. As Kevin would say, welcome to the party, pal. Uh, but if you don't want to go to Patreon, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, time to go on to the next segment. I'm always excited to announce this guy when it's just me and one other person because then I get to play along. You know him. <laughs> you love him. It's time for the Craig Experience. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Man, oh man, feels so much better doing these coming off of wins. You just get an opportunity to bask in the W and you don't have to drudge up the uh, energy and the positivity because sometimes it can be quite difficult. This team can take you on rides and places that you don't necessarily want to go. But today that is not the case. We have a joyous occasion and also it's Raider week, so let's chat a little bit about uh, what we have on deck. CC gang, the biggest of salutes into the rest of the boat fam. What is going on? You got Craig in Texas here with you on a week four edition of the Craig experience. And wouldn't you know it, it's Raider week. Hmm. Know what else is awesome? I'm going to be there in SoFi. Looking forward to it. It's interesting. I'm already seeing all this stuff about how the Raiders are going to take over the stadium. But strangely enough, when you go look at their games, they seem to be outnumbered tremendously. See, we have an excuse. The Raiders have been practically everywhere. They've got fans all over and they have a Los Angeles base, which explains a lot. But uh, in Vegas, I would assume you have pretty decent fandom there. It's in very close proximity to LA. But y'all seem to be getting overrun every week, but have the nerve to talk about us. All good, doesn't really matter. Not worried about it, but man, tell you what, thing I'm looking forward to the most is feeling the rush of SoFi Stadium. Uh, it's been about a year or so, maybe longer since I've been there. So definitely looking forward to the atmosphere, beautiful stadium and this matchup. And some of the guys that have been pressed thus far, we know the names, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, having a career resurgence. But is it a resurgence? Because Slade has been doing Slate things for years now. But the name that, oh boy, definitely standing out. One that everyone's becoming quite familiar with. And I don't think anyone saw coming. 
uh, SoCal guy, Mr. Tuli Tuapalotu, who's looked anything except the role of a rookie or played anything except the role of a rookie rather in these first three matchups. And every week he just keeps gaining momentum. And I've dubbed him the uh, Polynesian prodigy. Cause dude, again, doesn't look like someone who's getting reps in the first year of his career. And a lot of the success the team is finding getting to the QB has to do with him. If he's not the guy making the plays, then he's assisting to those that are making them. And I mean, you could argue right now, to me at least, he appears to be uh, a defensive rookie of the year candidate through the first three games. Got a long season ago, you know, there's that rookie wall thing, but there's something about Thule that's special. And just looking forward to what's to come. Um, and also the most important thing is for the charges in general, finding the road to 500. Getting into a, a position of two and two, going into your buy, things look a lot better. Uh, I mean, you know, when we were into pretty skeptical. Again, it was just two games. And even in this last one against the Vikings, it was another thriller because that is all the Chargers know how to do. Can never be easy. But if you can make short work of this Raiders squad or however you get the W, then you're feeling a lot better with a week off to kind of, I guess, recalibrate a little, uh, patch up some holes, make some adjustments to move on to the remainder of the year because you know getting this early break isn't necessarily all that ideal but let's see how it works out um you know something else that i've been doing in my free time recently just embracing peace and understanding twitter x whatever you want to call it is a very frustrating place because you see a lot of opinions from people and you know, everybody has one and it's their right to. But with regard to the team and what the team needs to do, and sometimes it can be way far off, can seem super uninformed. And I get it. Not everybody who watches the team or football in general is in the weeds like, you know, myself or maybe you. But ultimately, what I really like to see is that people just, you know, do their homework before making outlandish statements or things about what the team needs to do just based off of what you feel because feelings are not facts. Just one to grow on from your boy Craig. Uh, and also with the team in general, some of the things that I'm looking for them to focus on in this game against the Raiders are simple things like not forgetting to rely on the fundamentals, tackling, catching the ball with your hands um just the basics because you can't move on to the advanced stuff until you get the baseline down and i don't find anyone on the squad to be remedial whatsoever i just think that sometimes with the basics of the game they can fall short here and there but i'm sure they'll get it together we're talking about professionals and it's something that you have to do you want to take the next steps to become a better team a more consistent team one of the best in the nfl and these guys get paid but tons of money to do it and i don't question whether or not it's associated with work ethic or anything like that but some of the things that seem to slip through the cracks here and there 
from a technique standpoint can be fixed and hate seeing it you know consistently week in and week out but they've been able well last week they were over able to overcome a few of those things but just moving forward want to see it continue to get better and also getting the fundamentals down allows you to not have to be in fear of the repercussions of playing fast and free if you got the basics down to a science then you can do all the other stuff without having the things that should come natural to you hold you back and you could say that the defense could probably be simplified a little bit and maybe that would help we've seen it work in the past and it could be something that maybe is holding the secondary back but tell you what in the red zone last week they seemed like they kind of pared things down and it allowed them to be much more stout which is why i didn't have a problem with that fourth down call because if you just look at it based on what took place in the game uh Two out of three of the Vikings touchdowns came on plays of 30 plus yards. So look at it this way. They didn't convert. Ball essentially ends up in the red zone where they were able to, for the most part, keep the Vikings out of the end zone. Whereas the other two plays or other two touchdowns came on big passing plays. So what do you want to do? Give them a shorter field to work with, more condensed, less room to operate probably you know forces them to have to narrow the playbook down or give them 70 plus yards to work with and possibly get burnt by justin jefferson again or kj osborne or whoever uh so i didn't have a problem with the fourth down call um the play call was the thing that i didn't love so there's that and man you know the fans truly respect the players efforts in riding the ship Last week was a step in the right direction. I imagine that they'll continue on that trend this week. And uh, again, well, I'm not gonna say bring home the dub because they're at home. So, you know, keeping a dub at the crib, protecting the house and sending Raiders fans home, hopefully peacefully, because we know how they like to get down. Uh, not a rare occasion that you see fisticuffs or handcuffs after the fact with uh, people draped in Raiders paraphernalia y'all just be better man come on like are y'all born with rap sheets I'm being petty but anyway man that's it that's all I want to talk to you guys about again I will be in the building Um, if you see me feel free to say what's up Uh, I'll be there with my wife and our cousin and um We'll be enjoying the game and she's kind enough to accompany me even though she's a saints fan but she loves what i love and she knows that the charges make me happy so she's more than happy to be there in support i'm not sure what she's gonna be wearing though because she definitely can't wear a saints jersey and so far I, I i can't have that we'll figure all that out though anyway it's been your boy appreciate the time y'all know who it is mr Bolt Gang or Do Not Bang, a.k.a. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. And you can also catch me as a co-host of the Lightning Round podcast. So check us out over there as well. But until the next time, uh, man, the Raiders.
hope y'all caught all the stuff that was going on if you're watching this uh, on video that was leading into it. But if not, you probably should or else a lot of what I said and the direction it went in probably makes absolutely no sense. Just sounds like I'm rambling. So check out the video if uh, you are right now on the audio journey. But uh, again, catch y'all later. Maybe see you on Sunday. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, there you go. Another awesome Craig experience. I'm so excited for you to go to SoFi. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude. Enjoy blast, those tickets. Man. No fighting. Don't get our tickets no. Pro- revoked. No, he made mention like, let's let's end this peacefully. Let's all shake hands and say good game. Sometimes good game, good game. I'll say when you're in there with those Raider fans, sometimes there's, it's out of your control. I know. I know. <laughs> so be careful. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun, dude. It's going to be a blast. And I, yeah. I it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I love the uh, the Polynesian Prodigy. I, I like, like it. How about Thule. I thought of I thought of another one. Okay. The Tongan Terror. <laughs> There's so many opportunities There's here. So many opportunities. <laughs> there they really are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he does the T after all of his sack, all of his plays. Does he? For, I didn't even yeah, notice for that. Like, for Tonga. Like, the oh, yeah. So wow. I'm going with the Tongan Terror. Okay. I got to keep an eye out for that now. That's a new. That's a new celebration dance. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, we ne- oh, by the way, we never got to see Braden Fajoko's celebration. I Maybe know. his cousin. Oh, could get on the phone. Be like, hey, scores what are you a touchdown. Do? Oh yeah, God, what, yeah, come on, be? that would be awesome. Good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Craig, I I love everything that you had there, man. And uh, yeah, thanks, dude. Thank you for that. I defensive rookie of the year. Right it's now? possible, man. <laughs> like, I, who's I better know. right now? Yeah, give me names. I want to know. I want to know who's going to try to steal the crown from Mister Tui Pelotu. But uh, all good points, Craig. Thank you. Have fun. Send pictures. I want to see all the fun you're having out there at SoFi. And if you see Craig, say hi. Chat him up. Give him a beer for crying out loud. And uh, give him a Caleb buy or something like that. Um, but now folks, it's time to go on to the next segment. It's our good friend, Jason Reed over at the bolt beat. Welcome back to another edition of the bolt beat. As always, I am your host, the acting editor over at boltbeat.com. Jason Reed. You can check out all my work at BB underscore chargers on X, my own personal Twitter at each or our beautiful articles over at boltbeat.com week four. Heading in to the first divisional matchup of the year against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers are 1-2. and two. Last week when we talked, there was some concern that this would not be the situation. Heading into week four, that the Chargers could potentially be 0-3. And, and, you know, they were one interception at the goal line away from that becoming a reality. I said I would wear all black in this uh, bolt beat segment almost as a funeral. Not realizing we were playing the Raiders. I probably would not have done that because I cannot wear all black on Raiders week. What was I thinking? But it doesn't matter because the Chargers are 1-2. and two. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Herbert had arguably the best game of his young career. Definitely the best game he's had since 2021. Uh, just picked apart the blitzing Minnesota Vikings and had himself a day. So the Chargers are 1-2. and two. Some fans still aren't buying in, and I get it. Yes, the defense still didn't look great in week three. Yes, there is now a laundry list of injuries for the Chargers, looking like it is the 2022 season again. But we do have the week five bye. The Chargers have an extra week to get healthy, and hopefully that can kind of be a little bit of a soft reset, and then we can head into the rest of the season with four games under the belts and 13 games to play with better health. Injuries are obviously going to happen. 
best wishes to Mike Williams. You know, hopefully everything's fine in his recovery. That might be his last ever game played with the Chargers just because of salary cap reasons, how much they're over the cap next year. Four players account for over 50% of the cap. Someone kind of has to be cut. And Mike Williams' deal, even before it was restructured, was always signed as kind of like a two-year deal with the ability to get out of the third year. So that might be it for Mike Williams and the Chargers. If it is, you know, from all of us, thank you for your contributions. Mike Williams has been very fun to watch. Hopefully he can recover quickly and, uh, you know, have a very long NFL career after this, whether it's with the Chargers or not. Moving on, Chargers situation with or without Mike Williams. They're still trying to make a playoffs. They're still trying to make a run in the playoffs and, you know, make a run to the Super Bowl. Right now, that seems like it would not happen in the, in the wildest dreams. But, hey, it, it could happen. You know, we've seen crazier things happen in the league. And I just want to touch on the Chargers record and kind of the landscape of the league because I feel like a lot of fans, even though the Chargers won this game and they're one and two, there's a lot of, you know, pessimism about a one and two team making the playoffs and making a run. And I think Charger fans need to take a look around at the rest of the AFC and kind of realize what else has been happening and realize that the Chargers are actually in a much better situation than, you know, they realize. Granted, it would have been better if they're two and one or three and oh, but the ship is by no means sailed as there is a lot of teams that are underperforming and have a one or two record or worse thus far in the season. Just in the AFC alone, I mean, you, these are teams with two or more wins. You have the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins. Seven teams. Those would be your seven playoff teams if the season were to end today. Some of those teams aren't going to last the whole time. The Colts, great story at 2-1. and one. Seems unlikely that they're going to be in the playoff hunt at the end of the season. Uh, even the Steelers, 2-1. and one, Kind of, you know, negative 14-point differential. Ugly defensive win in Week 2. Uh, then they got to play the Raiders in Week 3. Who knows if they're still in the, in the picture come Week 18. Uh, the Browns and the Ravens, one of those teams might fall off. Deshaun Watson looks like he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. But Baltimore does have an excellent defense. And they should be actually treated as a really good team. Baltimore always has injuries that happen. You know, a lot can happen in the course of the season. They're already seeing some of those injuries happen this year. So, you know, anything could happen. But at least the Colts and the Steelers, you know, are teams that could fall off of that two and one pedestal, which again is only one game better than one and two. Let's not forget that. And then we look at the one and two teams, and you see a lot of teams that were expected to be competing with the Chargers for the playoff spots. You have the Bengals, you have the Titans, you have the Jets, you have the Patriots, you even have teams like the Jaguars, the Raiders, the Texans. Broncos 0-3, but like you look at all those other 1-2 and teams, and you just look at it from a long-term point of view for the entire season, and I still like the Chargers more than those teams, even accepting the fact that the defense might not be very good this season. Uh, The Jets, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson is the worst starting quarterback this league has seen in quite some time. They're not going to make it anywhere. The Patriots, Mac Jones might not be much better. They have a great defense, great head coaching, but how far can you go with Mac Jones, especially having to play the Dolphins and the Bills four times a year? Uh, you have the the Raiders look horrible. The Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence doesn't look like Trevor Lawrence. I've always been a little bit on the let's slow down with Trevor Lawrence train, but you know they should figure it out. They should, probably won't be wildcard competition because they'll win their division, but still, they're struggling. The Bengals have looked really bad. They have a minus 21 point differential. Their offense looks horrible. Their defense is keeping them in games. And, you know, it's it hasn't been the Joe Burrow that we're, we've come to expect. And, of course, every excuse in the book is happening for Joe Burrow. But that didn't happen when Justin Herbert had fractured rib cartilage. And then the Titans. You know, Ryan Tannehill had his best game uh, in quite some time against the Chargers. But, like, what's the validity of that? How long is that going to last? 
And you just look at the point differentials of these one and two teams. Patriots minus seven. Jets minus 19. Texans minus seven. Raiders minus 32. Jaguars minus 18. Titans minus 22. Bengals minus 21. The Chargers are easily the best of that bunch at minus one. Yes, they are still in the minus, but they've lost two really close games and have won a close game. They're only five points worse than the Colts, who are two and one. They're 13 points better than the the two and one Steelers. Um, so there there is still some life here. And I, I'm not giving up on the Chargers season because they were one and two, especially when we look around at the rest of the league and see what could happen. I said, I think I said last week, this might be a kind of season where the Chargers are up and down and they finish nine and eight. We have to hope that's good enough for making the playoffs. With the way the AFC is shaking up so far, I think it might be good enough. So week four, huge game. Moving to two and two could be big. Going to the bye with some momentum. And you have two really tough games heading out of the bye with the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. In a perfect world, obviously the Chargers win both. In a realistic good world, they would split those, be three and three, get to play the dumpster fire Chicago Bears on prime time, four and three. And then you're halfway through the season Essentially, you got 10 more games and you just got to go six and four in the last 10. And that actually gets you to 10 wins. So it sounds a lot more doable when you say it like that. Of course, before the season, when we're expecting big things, two straight losses to start the year always seems a lot worse than it actually is. So that's my take. Heading in to week four against the Raiders, my betting picks of the week. So far in the season, we are seven and 11. We went three and three last week. We split. We hit the two non-chargers picks, both the Steelers hit against the Raiders and the... um, Lions hit against the Falcons. Excuse me, I forgot for a sec there. And then we also hit on Jordan Addison's receiving prop total. He went over 49 and a half. I believe he finished with 52 yards. We actually still finished negative units, negative 0.05 units, pretty much broke even, but that's how Vegas even win, wins money. Even when you break even, you still lose a little bit uh, when you're playing with big units. 0.05 can actually be a decent chunk of money. So on the season, like I said, 7-11 minus 4.3 units on the year picks this week we got a favorite a dog we got the chargers raiders pick and then we got three props for the chargers raiders i'll start with my dog of the week there's actually a lot of dogs i like i like miami as a dog i think they're the best team in the league and if you're giving me plus three for the best team in the league i'm going to take that every day of the week i like um other teams as well i like the team i like the most though and for some books it's a pick them but over on Fanduel, they are the dogs I'm going to go with the LA Rams against the indianapolis colts plus one and a half it's minus 120 there's a little bit extra juice there the Colts are two and one. I get it's a great story. The Rams have been, they're one and two, you know, and it was before the season, there was this preconceived notion that they were going to be horrible. I mean, but you look at the games they played, they they whacked Seattle. They were in a competitive game against the 49ers. And they were also in a competitive game against the Bengals. You know, the 49ers and Bengals, a lot of people picked to represent the AFC and NFC in the Super Bowl, and the Rams were right there with them. I think this is this is horribly priced. Uh, yes, the Colts are at home, so that's naturally going to give them some, some extra juice. But at the end of the day, I like Sean McVay and Matt Stafford against either a rookie quarterback and Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew. This is kind of a must win for the Rams. I don't think it's quite kitchen sink territory, but I think they really need to get a game back here. They know this is a game they have to win if they're going to win nine or ten games to make the playoffs and they're going to treat it as such. I think not only is it a Rams win, I think it could be a big win. Uh, I might personally add some little juice to the Rams and maybe take them like minus four and a half minus five if I can, because I really like this line for the Rams. My favorite of the week. I'm just going to call this the don't overthink it favorite. I'm taking the chiefs minus nine and a half. You always have to be careful with these big dogs. The Dallas Cowboys reminded us of that last week when they lost the Arizona Cardinals outright as 12 point favorites. That being said, I'm not scared of the New York jets as a big dog at nine plus nine and a half. Zach Wilson is terrible. The Chiefs actually have a good defense this year, and there's the the Taylor Swift mania that is probably going to continue in New York. It's Patrick Mahomes' first time playing in New York. 
And I just think, you know, it's prime time. The Chiefs are going to do Chiefs things. And it, it sucks to say as a Chargers fan, I obviously hope the Chiefs lose. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, they're probably winning this game by two touchdowns. I just, how does Zach Wilson score enough points? Unless Patrick Mahomes throws a pick six, there's like a, a special teams touchdown, a fumble touchdown. That feels like the only way this pick doesn't hit because Mahomes is good for 27 points, even against a good Chiefs defense. And like, do we really see Zach Wilson scoring more than 17? Probably not. I'm going to take Chiefs minus nine and a half. For the Raiders Chargers pick of the week, look, I'm going to keep the trend going. I said last week I was reverse jinxing myself. I was going to pick against the Chargers. That way they would win the game for my fandom. I'm going to run it back this week and do the exact same thing. Test the theory. See if it has any validity. I'm going to pick Raiders plus five and a half for the sake of the podcast. But no, I'm doing it for a reason. I'm doing it for the reverse jinx. And hopefully the Chargers not only beat the Raiders, but cover this. I will take the L out of the six picks. Hopefully I go five and zero in the other five. And we... Chargers are two and two, and we move on. So I'll take Raiders plus five and a half, but just know it's for a, an extra reason. It's not necessarily because I think the Raiders are going to cover plus five and a half. The three props for this game, I really like Justin Herbert's over on the passing yards. You know, sometimes I don't, I stay away from lines like this because it always feels like these books kind of just fish for fans to be like, oh yeah, of course my quarterback will throw for that many yards. And because that's usually the, the line of thinking for team fans of any team and then they bet, bet the over and it ends up not hitting over 281 and a half he's thrown for 300 yards uh two weeks ago he threw for over 400 yards last week this is a bad raider secondary austin eckler status is still up in the air even if he plays i would imagine he's on a snap count and it doesn't seem like the chargers fully buy into the run game with joshua kelly as the lead back so i think we're going to see a lot of herbert passing attempts again i think they're going to try to get both joshua palmer and quinton johnston big reps in a, in a real game before the bye week. That way they have something to build on with Palmer being the, the wide receiver two and Johnson being the wide receiver three. So I think we're going to see Herbert with another 334 passing yards in this game. I also like Chargers over 27 and a half points. Win, lose, or draw. This Chargers team can score points, and this is a bad Raiders defense. It's pretty much just as bad as the Chargers defense. Uh, unless the Chargers shoot themselves in the foot, which thus far this season they have not been doing, only one turnover through three games, they should be able to score four touchdowns worth of points. I'm taking the over 27.5 at plus 105 odds. The Herbert is at minus 115 odds, by the way, for the passing yards. And then the flyer prop of the week, if it hits, it makes the whole rest of the week profitable. We're not expecting to hit these. We're expecting to hit about one out of every four, and we haven't hit one yet. So hopefully this is the week it hits. I'm going to go with the, the Raiders' first drive result. We're going to go with either a turnover, a turnover on downs, or a safety. The Raiders, this is a must-win game. This is a kitchen sink game, if you may. And I think whether it's Jimmy G, Aiden O'Connell, whoever's starting at quarterback for the Raiders, they're going to look to get points on the board fast. They're going to look to get, uh, hopefully, a touchdown on the board, hopefully for them, of course, uh, on their first drive. And I could totally see a situation where the Raiders have fourth and one from the 23-yard line. They go for it. They want the points, and the Chargers make the stop, and it's a turnover on downs. I feel like that's the most realistic of the three, but I would also love you know a pick six, a fumble recovery, anything of those lines, even a safety. Start the game with a safety. That would be something. DeAndre Carter trying to make his old team pay, and he has a bad return out of the, the end zone, and then there's a penalty, backs him up. You know how it could happen. So I'm going to go turnover, turnover on downs, or safety. Raiders first drive. That's plus 550. Pretty juicy odds. Of course, it's obviously not the most likely scenario. That's why it has such good odds. But if that alone hits and we lose every other bet, we still profit for the week. So that's the logic there. That's my six picks. Hoping the Chargers can get to 2-2 two and two on the season. It's a brand new season after the bye week. And like I said, if you're 2-2 two and two and you're just trying to get to 10 wins, all you have to do after that is go 8-5, and five, and that's possible for the Chargers. I still think it is at least, especially with some of the teams later in the season not being as tough as initially perceived. 
Next week's the bye. We get a little break from Chargers football. Our blood pressure gets to be, you know, come back down a little bit, and then we're right back at it after the bye week with a primetime game. I'm excited. In the meantime, let's get back to the Charger chat, guys. Well, there you go, folks. Mr. Jason Reed over at the Bolt Beat giving some solid bets there. I would yeah, love that. I'm happy for you that you didn't have to wear all black on oh, Raider God, Week. That's yeah. a tough, tough. That would have been rough, dude. Yeah, you don't ever live that down. <laughs> Keep an eye on your calendar before you make broad <laughs> proclamations that you're going to wear yeah. all black, especially when it's Raider Week. But glad you yeah. didn't have to do that, Jason. Um, yeah, dude, we're, we're one and two. It's We're only three weeks into this. We're one game back of first place in the AFC West. There's only three teams that are undefeated right now. Yeah. And the the tide can easily shift between now and the end of the season. So yeah, the Chargers only having a minus one point differential. This team is way better yeah. than as all these other teams that are one and two right now. Yeah, they're they're it's still a big chance, folks, for this team to really make make an effort here and yeah. go into that playoff run we're so far away from it though i mean it's only going we're only going into week four for crying out loud and we still got a bye week to get through so um i i like the idea of uh of palmer and johnston getting kind of a heavy workload against the raiders just because now that we know mike williams ain't coming back this is an opportunity now for palmer and johnston to really step up and really especially for johnston the guy's only gotten like 10 yards every game so yeah. far, he I would love to see more of him getting mixed in and just just to see what he can do, because we saw him get a touchdown in the preseason. We saw him make plays in the preseason, and that was with Easton Stick as your quarterback. I want to see what he can do with Justin Herbert as the quarterback and yeah. running some of those routes. Yeah, it will be fun. It will be fun to see, but I don't think we're going to uh, see a lack of Keenan Allen contribution oh God, no. just yeah, because no, no. we're going into a buy and you want to see what you got. Yeah. I think Keenan's still the guy. Obviously, Quentin's Quentin's touches are going to go up significantly with Mike not there. Yeah. Um, which I think is exciting. I don't I don't think it's like Very a exciting. It's a bummer for Mike. Absolutely. Like I'm it sucks. I feel so bad for the dude. But yeah, I think it's just an opportunity for our office coordinator to prove himself again. Like he can get creative and find ways to take advantage of what what Quentin Johnston is. Yeah, very exciting to see. And I love the idea of the first drive for the Raiders being a turnover or safety. Oh, I mean, come, come on. on. <laughs> that would be so much so fun. Um, all right, Mr. Reed, thank you for another awesome bolt beat. And uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. But before we go, uh, we've got bolt predictions to make. And thankfully, Kevin was smart enough. He thought ahead. And made his own bolt prediction. Let's see what it is. Bolt prediction time. I'm so excited for this game. <laughs> Raider week is my favorite week. Um, let's beat the shit out of them. It's going to be 35 to 17 chargers. Darius Davis is going to take one back. I'm going to call it till it happens. Um, Justin goes for over 350. Let's go. I'll see you guys on Sunday on Twitter and social medias. Let's go. All right. Nice bold prediction there, Kevin. I love it. You keep riding that hand until it hits. Darius Davis running back a touchdown. I like it. Kyle, what do we think? I'm sticking with my same score now for the rest of the year until it stops working. 55-17 Chargers. <laughs> and I'm going with Thule having three sacks in this game. Oh, Just because man. it would be fun to see. Just him continue to dominate. Oh, 
man. Yes, three sacks for Mr. Tui Pelotu. Love that. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with 3118, just to, because that seems to be the ceiling for the Raiders. They can't seem to get much more than that. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna say I, this: this has to be the game that Khalil Mack comes back and gets a sack. You would, I don't know. You would think I, I don't know if I want to go quite three sacks. Like like you, I think Julie. Come on, be brave, be bold. All right, five sacks. Cool. Yeah. Okay, great. Good. I like it. All right. One of the, if it if any of these wild accusations, these wild predictions hit. That's God, what makes it fun. There's it nothing on the line fun. for no, us. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Watch watch Khalil Mack hit five sacks this week. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna cry if that happens. Um. All right, folks. Bolt predictions in the books, and I think that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, any final thoughts there, Kyle? I got nothing. We missed you, Kev. Excited to hopefully get an instant reaction on Sunday with all the whole the whole gang back together. Please, that would be that would be great. I hope you haven't peed your pants at Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights. I hope uh, I hope you haven't screamed louder than Josie, but uh, hope <laughs> at the very least you're having on. Yeah. Hope me probably, but uh, all right, folks, that's going to do it for us here at charger chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.